The brain is like the muscle. Books are the diet and writing is the workout. Stuart Stafford. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And happy birthday, Lee. Thank you. And I wanted to say to you, congratulations for not buying a book today. And you should reward yourself by buying a book. Hey, that's what today's episode is about. Not actually rewarding yourself for not buying a book with a new book. It's about hacking your brain and rewarding yourself. We've said a couple of times throughout this series now that it takes about 21 iterations of something in order to make the response to that something a habit. Part of that is your brain training, hacking your brain in order to make sure it responds in a way that you have consciously decided you want it to respond. It is a lot easier for your mind to attach to a habit if you're rewarding yourself for doing that thing. So after every chapter, you reward yourself with blank. For me, I know after every draft of my novel, I will take myself out to sushi. I like sushi. It's my reward for accomplishing this portion of the task. We'll dig into different ways to hack your brain, but the biggest thing you need to remember is that you need to start small and then work your way up. Trying to write the 1,600 words required for NaNoWriMo a day is a lot, but if you begin now in January to write 40 words a day and then increase that over time, that becomes a lot easier when NaNo comes around again. Work your way towards it. And one way to do that is to build on existing habits. You already have habits in your life. The morning routine could be to wake up, brush your teeth, take a shower, then make breakfast. If that's your morning routine, consider adding the new habit in the middle and make sure you don't change the order of things. So that would become wake up, brush your teeth, Write for 20 minutes about whatever you dreamed about, shower, make breakfast. So you're inserting that into the middle of that order without changing the order so that all of those habits that you've already built can continue. A great way to think about these healthy habits are healthy addictions. So you can make writing an addiction, just like a lot of people get that runner's high. I haven't experienced that yet. I have no plans to, but a healthy addiction can be a way to think about your habits and if they're healthy or not. There's a guy out there who comes up a lot in this concept of healthy addictions, whose name is James Clear, and he has a four-step process of what makes a healthy addiction. It starts off with a cue, then goes to a craving, and then a response and then a reward. So something out there goes, hey, you should be writing. And then you get a craving for that writing. So you respond to that craving by writing, and then you reward yourself for writing. So that cue can be an alarm you set, or a meeting that you have with your writing club once a week to just get together and blitz. We'll talk later about building a writing community 
but they fall into this cue aspect of creating that healthy addiction. These are things that need to happen with every single session that you do. To make it a healthy addiction, make sure you're achieving every one of those four steps. Don't skip a stage, especially the reward part. Skipping stages will weaken your habits. And addictions replace addictions. So we talked last episode about time management and things that you can take out of your life in order to make time for writing. If you have that addiction of opening your phone as soon as you get home, move the apps on your phone so that you're cueing yourself and you're moving outside of that muscle memory. And then go, oh yeah, I should be writing instead. A lot of this addiction replacing addiction concept is accessing the craving, which is the second part in that process. When you start feeling like you need to do something, feeling like you need to eat a candy bar, then use that and go, okay, I will eat my candy bar after I write 20 minutes. That will be my reward for having written. So now the addiction becomes not about eating the chocolate, but it becomes about writing and getting that reward. You're reprogramming your brain to feel like it needs chocolate, and that means get the writing done. That's the brain hacking part of this whole process. Tools go a long way in acting as cues for starting those habits. So setting up a writing environment, making sure you use the same kind of tools every time, doing things that will trick your brain into thinking, okay, it is time to write now. Just like when we go to sleep, we turn off all the lights and that cues our brain, hey, it's time to sleep now. We can do that kind of thing with our writing. This also includes using non-writing tools, something that you're already fairly used to having around yourself, and training yourself to associate those with writing. So every time you have a stroke of genius, that bit of inspiration between meetings while you're driving, whatever, pop a Tic Tac. Your body will start to associate that flavor, which has nothing to do with writing whatsoever, with that inspiration that you just experienced. So that when you're searching for that inspiration, if you taste that, the Pavlovian response will be inspiration. Just make sure you use the same flavor because it's the flavor that really matters, not necessarily the act. The, yes, the act helps, but science tells us flavors, smells, those kinds of things do a lot for memory and brain triggering responses. If you have ever trained a dog, you know exactly how this works. Another thing you can do is to use alarm clocks. I would not recommend using the same sound as your wake-up alarm, but the alarm clock, the daily routine, every day at this time, I do this. It is one way to help you develop that cue, that habit to start you in your writing process. One thing I saw suggested online is to train your pets. Cats are especially good at this. So you've decided for the next six months, you want to try to write something at two o'clock every day. Great. At 1.59 every day, give your cat a treat. If you get distracted, if you end up binging Netflix, something like that, your cat will remind you. <laughs> because they want their daily treat that they know comes at that time. They have amazing internal clocks. This is setting up cues in your life 
to go back to that healthy addiction. The cue, craving, response, reward. And on the flip side of that, if you only have a certain amount of time, if you're working on those time management skills, set alarms to pull you out of the writing process as well. So that you're not looking at the clock and stressing, oh, am I making sure I stop because I have this thing I need to do at this time? Having that alarm go off to tell you, hey, it's time to finish now, will help you focus on the writing. We do this for when we do writing blitzes. We say, okay, we want to write for an hour. So we'll set an alarm, set a timer to go off in an hour, and that will say, okay, now you can stop writing, but you should have been writing the entire time before. Last episode, we talked a little bit about how multitasking can damage your writing and damage whatever habits you're trying to build. Setting an alarm will help you make the most of that time because you are multitasking by looking at the clock as well as thinking about your pen and paper. Now, when we get those strikes of inspiration, sometimes we're not in a position to write it out in that very moment. We could be in the car driving, we could be in the shower, you could be doing something else. So one way to help you remember those thoughts that you have, another little trick to hacking your brain, is to say it out loud. Especially if you're alone and you don't have access to that pen and paper, you're accessing a different part of your brain by saying it out loud because you're hearing yourself say it out loud. So you're accessing your auditory memory, not just the memory of the moment. On the flip side of this, don't give voice to the thoughts you don't want to remember. Don't think about a purple giraffe. Now I've thought about a purple giraffe. Whatever you do, don't think about pianos and whiskey in a smoky lounge room. Okay, now I'm thinking of a noir film. With a purple giraffe. (laughs) Okay, that's... (laughs) If you tell yourself, don't think about something, you're going to think about it. That just proved that you imagined a purple giraffe, I promise. Saying don't think about something is not helpful in training yourself not to think about something. So if you're trying to train a negative, redirect the thought and think instead of the questing beast. When someone says purple giraffe, you're thinking questing beast instead. So... Our challenge for you this month, the habit that we want you to start developing for the next 21 days is to set and stick to a schedule for your writing. Inserting writing into the middle of your routine will help you be successful in making it a habit. And if you feel like going the extra step, go get some Tic Tacs or breath mints and keep it with you so that when you get that inspiration, you pop it in your mouth So when you sit down, you can pop one in your mouth and get inspiration. Our bonus episode this month is about staying inspired. And we will probably touch on this again. But this is a great tool in hacking your brain by accessing a different part of your memory in order to write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 